2: Uh, hello there and uh, good morning. Welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. Glad you're with us this morning. A uh, whole lot going on, trying to keep up with everything. All these hearings in D.C. and hearings here locally on reparations and getting the ball rolling on am handing checks out to everybody. Where's my check? That's you, what I want. You know,
3: they, uh, the commission, I guess the chairperson, requested more funding just to make sure that they could reach everybody in the city to ask their opinion on how they should be divvying out these reparations.
2: But, of course. Um, I tried to, uh, up, you, what, what you tried to sign up, but... Also, what reparations... You sign up for you're ta- reparations. you're talking about something...
3: No, I thought you're talking about how to spend the RAM settlement money.
2: I tried to sign up for that, too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you tried to sign they, up for the reparations? To
2: try to get into anything on the city of St. Louis's website, you have to... Give them a lot of information that that I did not want to give. Like what? Beyond
3: address to verify you're a resident.
2: Um, You had to sign in, which was a whole bunch of stuff. Because they want to verify that you are a city resident. Which makes sense. And I understand that. It's just they probably already have that information and I don't need to give it to them again. I I can't swear to this, but I think uh, when you sent me that link, uh, Kim... Where I could go on and read what they were, I was allowed to vote. It didn't know if I was a city resident or not. Really? Said I think me. you could probably. Influence okay, I'm going to try to do well, outcome of that. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, I think it's worth. It may be worth looking oh, into. No, Mark. No. Once you try to vote on it, I, I Kim sent me that link. Yes. Once you try to vote, it asks you to register. Ah. No, I th- I thought I I thought I voted, but maybe not. Maybe you can vote, and but you don't have to register.
3: The thing is, what would you vote for? Because the 20 option <laughs> they've given
2: you, in my opinion, are are dumb. I'm voting for a check, which everyone's going to give me a check, right? <laughs> Free and then money, come after? on. Come on. We're sp- that payout. We're spreading that money out to our constituents. Where, where
3: are they getting this money for the reparations? Because remember, we looked into this <laughs> and we realized that over the two years or so, year and a half, I guess, that they've had this voluntary reparations fund you can contribute to. They've raised like $1,200. Two,
2: two separate issues. I wouldn't be surprised to see one of the recommendations coming out of the RAM settlement money would be to provide some funding for reparations.
3: So we don't need to put that money to hire more police officers. We need to make sure that we put it into the reparations fund. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it's it's like uh, the people that win the lottery and then they're broke a year later. When you when you hand a lot of money to undisciplined spenders who aren't used to accustomed to having money, it gets wasted. That's what's about to happen with the Rams' money. Just so you know that it's it's like they won the lottery and they can't figure out how to give it away fast enough or waste it. That's kind of what's happening. All right, uh, we've got Shannon Bream coming up from Fox News Sunday, but first let's get to the short list, Carl. Please, the Mark Cox Shortlist.
4: Prior to me entering Congress, I had had a lot of threats on my life. I had even had times where um, I was, there were actual, you know, attempts made.
2: Wow. Uh, I don't know whether to believe her or not. That's Cori Bush, obviously. She was on with uh, Joy Reid last night. I think that if there had been an attempted murder on a sitting congressperson, we would all have known about it.
3: Of the Missouri delegation, the three representatives in our area, and one from the Kansas City area that I checked, none used campaign funds for security in the first three quarters of 2023.
2: Wow, and Cori Bush, I mean, I know it's probably racist to suggest this, but she was the only one who had to spend money on security of all the congresspeople in the the greater St. Louis area. Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. Yeah, Ayana Presley, another member of the squad, is mad that a business would dare to go out of business because they're losing all of their profits from theft.
5: I mean, so what he should have said to the families is, I'm so sorry for what we've done and we will do better.
2: Yeah, Josh Hawley yesterday uh, went on uh, the network news after, after a stellar performance in in the Senate. We talked about this yesterday. We kind of had a preview of this from uh, Fox News. Uh, Fox News reporter Grady Trimble, he told us that Zuckerberg and all the rest of them were up there. And I'll be honest with you, I was most looking forward to a John Kennedy bite out of that Senate Judiciary Committee.
3: I love me some John Kennedy.
2: Which which we got. Go to to cut one, Carl, please. If you think that Instagram is not hurting millions of our young
0: people, particularly young teens, particularly young women, you shouldn't be
2: driving. You you may not be smart enough to drive, said John Kennedy, uh, if you if you really don't believe that there's damage being done here. But it was Josh Hawley who grabbed the headlines here, sitting next to Ted Cruz up on the uh, dais there, and he had some pointed questions for Mark Zuckerberg, and Zuckerberg looked like a deer in the headlights. I don't know how you can – I watched the Zuckerberg movie. I, I know that the guy's a little unusual, right? But he really looked like he was caught completely off guard By this demand by Josh Hawley, if you haven't heard it, here it is. Cut three.
5: So you didn't take any action. You didn't take any action. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't compensated a single victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? They're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people?
6: No one go through the things that your families have suffered. And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing these extreme efforts to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to
5: You know, why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim, you hide behind a liability shield, you can't be held accountable?
2: You know, the happiest person in America today, Kim Sainaj, is is uh, Mark Zuckerberg's probably $1,500 an hour attorney who's going to have a whole lot of work to do when this is over with.
3: And they can play that clip that we just heard right <laughs> yeah. there.
2: They're going to just play that as... As states evidence number one or the the first thing they enter into evidence, again, the lawsuit against um, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook where he stood. If he's apologizing for something, what did he do Mm -hmm. and and why is he not compensating us for the loss of our families? I, I don't know. I'm not an attorney, but my guess is Josh Hawley's question as the follow up kind of set may have set the stage for something like that if they weren't thinking about it already.
3: It's funny because when you heard Holly saying, do you you want to apologize to these families, you hear Zuckerberg, well, well, uh, like almost nervous. And I think you even said earlier this morning, Mark, that it was clear that he had not anticipated this, that somehow he hadn't been prepped, that somebody might say, turn around and address these parents.
2: His crisis management people, uh, whatever he pays them, he's not working with the right group (laughs) because somebody should have said, You know, one of these senators might ask you a gotcha question. Here's how you should respond. Uh, And certainly, Zuck failed on that one for sure. Coming up, Shannon Bream is going to join us. Uh, There is new talk about subpoenaing uh, Fannie Willis. Is that how it's pronounced? I called her Fannie, I think, one time. Fannie Willis down in the... Georgia. The Fulton County District Attorney, Uh, I don't know how far that can go, what it has to do with Donald Trump's case or the impact, but we are going to ask Shannon Bream, Chief Legal Correspondent for Fox, coming up.
1: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
4: The Republican controlled Georgia State Senate has voted to form a special committee to investigate Fulton County District Attorney Vonnie Willis. Oh, Shannon is
2: gonna hurt. Get up, baby! Get up! There's only one Shannon. Shannon Bream, host of Fox News Sunday. Welcome back, Shannon. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Great. I just have to tell you, I listen to you, your segments with the Brian Kilmeade. And I just I, I just <laughs> love the amount of grief you give him. Thank you. For He's that.
7: not right. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? He's just somebody has to say what it actually is.
2: <laughs> those are those are great. Well done, of course. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm watching this report on the Georgia Senate and what they're doing with uh, Fannie Willis down here. And I've heard the allegations of romantic relationships and maybe misspent money and, and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, legally, uh, is it, what, what, what are the odds that she's like removed from this Trump case? Does that hurt the case at all? What, what, what are we looking at here?
7: I think that what a lot of folks think now is, if anything, maybe Nathan Wade, the attorney she hired that she's allegedly had some kind of relationship with, um, that she hired on that maybe he gets sort of forced off the team. What, either if she did or he did, I mean, the case can still proceed. It would just be an enormous delay, which obviously is something that President Trump would like, should he be the GOP nominee. But this case isn't scheduled to go till August anyway, when it would get started. So any delay, serious uh, delay, would actually probably push it past the election, which the Trump team would love. But sure. it doesn't make the charges go away uh, if either she or Mr. Wade is some, somehow removed from the case.
2: Yeah, uh, true. You know, I'm watching the C. Carroll case. Two, um, she's having big parties apparently in New York with with uh, the, the social circles up there bragging about her eighty four million and promising to buy people penthouses and all this stuff. Uh, what what does appeal look like in New York for a case like that? Is that oh I mean, is it? Does he does he if he if he got if he got a fine that big from a jury in New York, what are the odds he gets uh, a relief from New York?
7: Well, I mean, it, there are all kinds of different things that through the trial, um, the many trials that the former president has going on. But this one included that his legal team has pointed out to say these are grounds that we're going to look at for on appeal, and there wasn't fair treatment, and the jury was blocked from this information and from that information. This is a First Amendment case, and you know you can say what you want as long as it's you know not a threat against someone else. I mean, there are all kinds of things that they're going to try on appeal, and it takes time. I mean, so the one thing it's going to do is buy time. It's not as if today. President Trump is going to have to write a check for $83 million and change, Um, there will be a really lengthy process. And so at the appellate level, you've got a judge then looking at every decision that was made. You've got to make a really convincing argument to overturn anything that was done at the lower court. But his legal team says they have numerous grounds they're going to try and they feel confident.
2: When I Go ahead, Kim. Oh,
3: actually, I had a different topic. I was just curious, Shannon, if we had any more insight into how the United States, how Biden planned to respond to the attack on the three soldiers, because I know Iran's come out and said, "Okay, well, if you attack us, we are absolutely going to respond.
4: Mm -hmm.
7: Yeah. And I think that we've gotten a lot of telegraphing sort of from the White House in advance. This whole idea that it's going to be sustained, it'll be over time, don't see the first thing and then think that's the only thing. It's almost like they're doing sort of a pre-bottle of what might be uh, criticism of whatever we see first on this front. So I get a sense it's going to be sooner rather than later, um, that this will be within days, not weeks or months, at least the first part of it. But definitely getting this sense that the White House is sort of telegraphing what you see in the beginning is just the start of it. So, Hold your critique of uh, what we carry out. And, and I think it won't just be kinetic. I think we're going to be hearing about cyber and some other things as well.
2: Yeah, true. You know, this this uh, month, now that we've flipped over into February, is when the Supreme Court is going to hear the ballot, mm-hmm. the ballot case on Trump, right?
7: Yes. Did we finally make it to February? Was it the longest January ever (laughs) (laughs) of all time? Um, Yes. Next Thursday, so week from today, they will hear arguments, which, as you guys know, is lightning fast for the Supreme Court to get something that quickly on the docket. It usually takes months, really years to get there. But they'll hear this case next week. So the implications, obviously, are very broad beyond Colorado. I mean, Colorado has argued um, their state officials and others listen, we have a procedure by which people can challenge someone being on the ballot, and we cannot allow someone on the ballot who led an insurrection as defined by the 14th Amendment. Of course, Trump team continues to argue he was never charged nor convicted of anything entitled to insurrection. So um, was there due process did this day go too far? I, most of us expect that the Supreme Court will have a majority opinion, if not an 8190, kind of saying this is not the purview of the states, it wasn't done correctly, but – We will wait and see. I I mean, the arguments next week could tell us a lot one week from today.
4: True.
2: You know, Sonia Sotomayor spoke out this week about her frustration. I don't even know what group she was speaking to about her frustration with a conservative majority on the court. That surprise you at all?
7: Uh, Not really, because we do occasionally hear from the justices in moments of sort of unvarnished truth about their feelings and and what it's like to be on the court. And, you know, remember for years that shoe was on the other foot. I mean, it changes with presidencies. And and um, there were a lot of folks up there who were in the conservative minority for a while and did not love it. They write full throated dissents. And and that's usually where you hear the frustration come out. Um, But sometimes they go public with it.
2: Yeah, they do. What's coming up Sunday?
7: Well, we are going to be looking um, at foreign policy, I think, believing that we think there'll be action from the administration. So we've got a Senator Lindsey Graham with us to talk about that. And the border deal as well. Is it completely falling apart in the Senate? Is that, um, you know, to the consternation of some Republicans who say, we're not going to get a better deal than this. So And someone from the White House will join us as well.
2: Outstanding. Shanna Bream will be watching. Thank you. See you Sunday. You bet. Shanna Bream, Fox News Sunday. You can listen to it right here at uh, 4 p.m. We air it on 97.1 FM Talk. Still ahead, we're going to give away tickets to REO Speedwagon. We'll be back in just a minute.
5: As you know, Hamas murdered more than 1,400 Israelis, and they still hold more than 100 of them hostage somewhere. So it would seem that banning them from entering the United States would be a no-brainer, right? But apparently squad members Rashida Tlaib and Corey Bush disagree. As
6: In Kiev, Ukraine, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. Along the southern border, Griff Jenkins... Fox News at the White House Griff Jenkins Fox News in St. Louis Griff Jenkins Fox News Tell
2: me where in the world is- Griff Jenkins Watch your back you know Griff uh, Cory Corey Bush will never let you down I want since a mem- our member of the squad is up there making us proud being one of only two members of Congress to vote against uh, this bill that would ban Hamas from America. Um, I, I just thought I, I just thought I had to play that right.
6: Well, again, you know when I when I hear Corey Bush, I think of just a couple of days ago. I was talking about the federal investigation yeah. she's under for paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to her boyfriend to protect her. But you know when you hear that about uh, Rashida Tlaib and Corey Bush saying they don't want to ban stopping Hamas terrorists at our border, which is essentially what she's saying. Yes, it strikes me. Of the great gift of old age. There aren't many, particularly at middle age, but once you hit those 50s and you are a parent of older children, you get the gift of being of foresight. You can see things as they're going to happen, particularly when they're bad things. And when you look at our border and you look at ridiculous comments like that, and you think about what's going to come, it's really sobering because we have never, you know, I was just thinking about this yesterday. I retweeted Chief Jason Owens, uh, the Border Patrol chief, last week they stopped a guy who is part of a cartel. He's he's a, a guide, you know, uh, a scout, whatever, leading the migrants across for, for the La Línea cartel. In El Paso, he gets busted. He has had a history with more than 40 illegal entries in the U.S. Of the past two years. Now, In this environment, we think, so what? What's the big deal? But it fundamentally strikes at the heart of the problem, which is this crisis, if you go back, And boil down this crisis, there's two pieces to it. One is we have a policy of mass release, and we are allowing people to come without needing to seek asylum and allow them to get jobs, particularly now in asylum cities. We've talked about that. They're able to come, so they are, and they want a job because the U.S. is a far richer, more pleasant country than where they came from. The other fundamental problem is we are simply not enforcing our existing laws on the books specifically Title VIII, U.S. Code 1325, which makes it a felony to illegally cross our border. Thank you. And not only that, once you've gotten across the border, you get a felony. It's your first time. It's the first time you've shown up. It has traditionally had discretion for the administration, for the board of relations to say, well, we'll send you back, but don't do it again. Otherwise, you're really going to get the felony. So reentry Second or third time the law is written specifically to allow for some, you know, discretion to maybe give someone a break. This is a cartel guy that's come about every eighteen days or so for the last two years and sent back and allowed to keep coming back. Wow. And I'm trying to track him in the system, although it's difficult because it's the federal level, to see what happens. Because whether it's idiots, and I don't say that in an opinionated way, and, and there's uh, other issues that these members of Congress do, but to have Rashida Tlaib and Cory Bush saying that they're not – that they're not going to stop Hamas terrorists from coming across or an administration that is literally refusing to enforce laws in the books in the most absurd cases, like a cartel member coming 40 times. I have that foresight of a parent saying this doesn't end well. And by the way, the irony in all of this is the numbers at the border right now are down because we asked Mexico for help. Now, what does that help look like? We asked them to to enforce their existing immigration laws. So they're stopping migrants from getting on trains. They're stopping migrants from getting on buses. They're sending migrants, deporting them back to their countries. So the irony is Mexico's actually doing what we are not doing in our country, and yet we're holding it up as a victory. You know, we
3: were talking yesterday, Griff, about the, the theft going on in Chicago involving the illegals, and then you have the, the video capturing the illegals beating up the cops in New York City. And I have to tell you, I was pretty surprised to see the Democratic New York governor suggesting that any illegals who were involved in this type of activity, get the heck out of here, deport them.
2: Well, not only did they not deport yeah. him, they slapped him on the wrist and turned him loose. I mean, yeah, yeah, she
3: supports deporting them, which I was surprised about.
6: Well, listen. Now, there's no crime that <laughs> uh, usurps uh, bail fairness. Yeah. Now, yeah. don't don't get it mixed up, Kim. You're <laughs> you're not tracking here. This is the modern world we live in.
4: That's true. And and,
6: and I, I think I'm just far too cynical. I don't know. Maybe I haven't had my enough coffee yet today. <laughs> but but really, I mean, you know, to have a governor of one of the most prominent large states in the country struggling <laughs> with how to handle it is is really uh, frightening just on the surface, but at the end of the day, you know what's interesting about that that isolated incident and I'm glad it was on camera is that if you go to the countries from where they come, that's not an isolated incident. that's a common thing, and you know we have a lot of people working and struggling with these problems and coming up with solutions having never been. To these places, they don't know what what they've got it, in yeah. this country, and why the laws in this country create the society and the freedoms that we have. <laughs> and the sooner we surrender them, the sooner we're going to look back and go, "Man, it sure was better before it was this mess." And you've got those incidences of migrants attacking cops on every street corner in every major city in the U.S.
2: Yeah, Griff. Before we run out of time, I, I want to play a soundbite from Corey Bush from yesterday. Uh, She was on with Joy Reid defending her expenditures for security. And and there's a reason I want to get back to this, because I want to ask you a question based on your years of experience in Washington, D.C. Play cut 14, please.
4: You're someone who has had a lot of threats. Obviously, you're a very high profile Black Lives Matter activist turned congresswoman. Talk about some of the sort of atmospherics around you. Yeah. So prior to me entering Congress, I had had you know, a lot of threats on my life. I had even had times where um, I was, there were actual, you know, attempts made. um, And I went uh, to social media to talk about them because I didn't feel safe going anywhere else. So I would talk about what was happening to me on social media, even turned it into the FBI um, at one point, just making it documented that there are actual, you know, threats on my life.
2: Griff, in all your years in Washington, how many reports have you done on attempted murder of United States Congress people, because if that happened, I'll guarantee you it would have been network level news. And I haven't heard a story like that in years.
6: No, no. And, you know, again, if you are under those kind of threats, then you need to get someone other than your boyfriend to handle it, because it is ultimately affecting the the job that she is doing representing the people of St. Louis. (laughs) And and, and so, you know, I mean, her argument is, but it says in the rule book, you can spend campaign money uh, on family members if such time uh, I can get someone that's related to me to provide services at or below market value. And somebody who's qualified. Right. Yeah. Well, that, right. Maybe that might be to walk the dog, but not to protect you from a murderer who wants to kill you or worse, kidnap you and blackmail you, putting all of the resources of uh, a member of Congress uh, at risk. Well, I'm sticking with the fact that she's full
2: of it until she shows me the paperwork or the police reports showing that somebody was arrested for attempting to murder her because I'm saying it didn't happen. And and I think she's just
6: bloviating uh, to
2: try to get headlines here. Hey, before we I, run before we run I out I think, of, by
6: the way, uh, just real quick, to track it. So you got the federal investigation, which we don't get to learn much because DOJ doesn't talk. But I think the House Ethics Committee is really going to come down on this, too. So that's something to watch.
2: Yeah, we will keep an eye on that. I appreciate it. Uh, so I think I misread your text to me here earlier before we got on the show. Here's I'm going to read this verbatim, what, what Griff texted me. Um, <laughs> I've got a hippo special dropping on Fox nation Monday. Did did you misspell something there? There's
6: no typo there. I had the opportunity to go for Fox nation down this past year or last year to Columbia. So Everybody knows Pablo Escobar, and everybody knows Colombia was terrorized by Pablo Escobar and narco uh, lords all throughout the 90s and early 2000s. But the only legacy, while that country used to combat drug lords, their enemy now is the most invasive species in the country, which are hippopotamuses, because – Pablo, the drug lord, had a zoo of animals. (laughs) They got rid of all of them, except for the hippos, because they're too dangerous. They're the most dangerous land mammal known to man, and there were four of them. The people couldn't catch them. They're like, just let them die off. To heck with them. They didn't die off. In fact, they loved it, because unlike sub-Saharan Africa, where hippos have natural enemies, they have no natural enemies. They have lots of water. As one Colombian specialist told me, it's hippo heaven, and we've got the exclusive look at it, uh, dropping on Monday on Fox Nation. That's like D.C. It's rhino heaven. (laughs) There you go. That's my next special. Thank
2: you. I appreciate it. Griff Jenkins we will talk to you next week. You guys have a great weekend. All right. See you, buddy. Appreciate that. It's good to get him on. It's the perfect environment for rhinos. They got all the water they need, all the food they need. It was good, Mark. They're fed constantly. (laughs) I'm like, what's he doing a special on hippos for? What's that about? There's plenty of rhinos around. All right. Coming up, uh, we're going to give away some REO Tickets. Stay tuned. You know what that means. We've got a pair of tickets to REO Speedwagon and Train coming up the 16th of July at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Ought to be a great show. Uh, We'll give away another pair of tickets tomorrow. I believe the pre-sale started yesterday. The tickets go on sale to the general public tomorrow. And in honor of the one-year birthday of of Easton, uh, Kim's son Easton is one-year-old today. We're going to take, uh, for the number of months, we'll stretch this out a little bit. We'll take caller number 12 to 314-241-9797 right now. Caller 12 gets a pair of tickets to REO, and we'll give away another pair tomorrow. I promise you that. All right, today is a Hall of Fame kind of day. Like, it's going to be 65 degrees and sunny, number one, right? And number two... Who's that? Fred How about Bottenheimer? Old Fred Bottenheimer over there, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> we, <laughs> Sue Thomas hung around for me just for this. I think I think in honor of being inducted into the hall, Fred took
4: today and tomorrow off, right? He did, and uh, I've been texting with him this morning, and he took a picture of the. Uh uh, the stuff that people have been bringing him from around the neighborhood. Okay. Like I, I made him a pie yesterday, and he's got that on the table. A neighbor brought him some ice cream to go with it. He's got a lot of summer sausage and cheese. Somebody brought him a loaf of bread. He said <laughs> it's like a wedding. He said it's the same <laughs> feel as a just kind of celebratory thing. He's got a new suit. Oh, I'm so excited. For Forty years, is that right? Yeah, on, that's on the right. That's, Fred that's has been uh, uh, Here for 40 at, years. He started at KMOX, yeah. And Fred Bottomer is truly one of the best people walking the face of the earth. Yes. He is just a quality individual, a hard worker, and just someone you want to. And he's funny. And so he still I can't surprises wait. you. Yes. I mean, I, he's one of my favorite people on earth. So and, I, I can't wait to go. Yeah, and, and one of the few people in radio who actually works a solid
2: nine-hour day. Like he'll, <laughs> yeah. He's probably here already. I, I think he gets here okay. around eight every but morning. he's off today. He's uh, off today, normal, but he Normally, normally he, he's in here by 8, and he's here through the, the Reardon show, which ends at 6. So mm-hmm. he's working a long day every day, too.
4: Well, he does <laughs> stuff for National CBS Radio. He yeah. does the religion roundup that he had. to. Do. He got home last night at 9.15 oh because he's trying to get everything ready because he produces Mark's show and other, you know, two days worth of being off. And he's got to do that stuff for the weekend. Fred is awesome. Yes, he is. Well, congratulations
2: to Fred Bottomer. How about
4: old Fred Bottenheimer over there, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Be
2: inducted into the St. Louis Media Hall of Fame. I got that correct. Yes, it's
4: at the Sheldon tonight. And, uh, you know, other people are going in like Joe Buck. Yeah. So it'll be in. in, And Carol Daniel is the uh, master of ceremonies. So it should be an entertaining uh, event tonight. That is a that's a big deal. Sue, thanks for hanging around and filling us in on that. Uh, Happily.
2: Yeah. Congrats to Fred. And I'm sure from now on, like, like i've got um I've got a, a Stan Musial baseball at home that he signed for me, and he used to always sign it. Stan H-O-F. Musial H O F. He'd put H O F on there, and Ozzie and all of them will do that when they sign a baseball <laughs> for you. So I'm going to have to bring a baseball in and get Fred to sign it. See if yeah. put H O F on there for me.
4: Uh, definitely, we're going to refer to him as uh, <laughs> Hall of Famer Fred Buttenheimer from now on. From
2: now on, <laughs> good for him. His family's in town, and he's going to have a great night. Very happy for him. All right, Sue. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. If you if you were with us uh, when the show started. This morning i know not everybody listens for four straight hours but um where have you been we had ethan in the studio because he, he experienced a wrong way driver on i-55 this morning uh it was scary i mean he sees headlights coming at him and uh got over i mean he he, he said it was in his what would have been his fast lanes of the left lane um and the guy in a pickup truck goes flying past him on 55 going south and later sue was able to confirm that Indeed, there had been reports of a of a wrong way driver further south on 55, and there were some emergency vehicles down there. So we don't know what happened. We don't know if the guy got arrested or not or lady or whoever it was driving, but uh, scary times.
3: That'll shake you up, Ethan's especially fine. at like three something in the exactly. morning, you yes.
2: know. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, that didn't end uh, in a bad way that we know of to this point. You never got any more updates on that, right, Sue? No, I, no. I didn't. All right. Cool. All right. Well, have a good afternoon, Sue Thomas. We appreciate that. Uh, Kill Me is up next, and we will be back here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m.
7: Get more at
1: 971talk.com.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four
1: amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>